Hey, it's Amy Newmark, and I hope you're having a great summer. I have three wonderful episodes to share with you again with stories from our hit book, Chicken Soup for the Soul, Laughter is the Best Medicine. Changing your life one story at a time. This is the Chicken Soup for the Soul podcast with Editor-in-Chief Amy Newmark. Hey, it's Amy Newmark with your Chicken Soup for the Soul. And today I'm sharing two stories from Chicken Soup for the Soul, Laughter is the Best Medicine. These two stories about failures and communication had me laughing hysterically while I worked on them for the book. So I think you're going to love these. In our first story, Karen Blair explains that they were living on the island of Kauai in Hawaii. She and her husband had moved there from Chicago when they became empty nesters, and now they managed a small oceanfront hotel. She says, we were living out our dream in paradise from a 700-square-foot manager's apartment. Well, having never managed a hotel before, they were in for a lot of surprises especially since theirs was the oldest operating hotel on the island. It seemed that things were constantly going wrong, so much so that they began to look for hidden cameras throughout the property because they honestly thought they were part of a television reality show. In just the first two weeks they were there, the pool pumps failed, the hot water tank stopped working, and they learned there was a gas leak in the electrical room adjacent to their bedroom. But they did learn how to keep an old hotel running, and they learned how to communicate with their guests, many of whom were from other countries and spoke little or no English. Well, one such guest proved to be more than they could handle. One day, Karen was standing outside the front office door when a guest came toward her with a concerned look on his face. Es gibt ein Hamburger in der Kaffeekanne, he said in German. Linda put on a concerned face and said, pardon? He repeated the sentence and then seemed to think if he slowed down and said it louder, she would naturally understand. Es gibt ein Hamburger in der Kaffeekanne. At this point, Linda thought she had heard hamburger and also cafe. So she replied, ah, so hamburger and cafe? He nodded his head up and down. So she assumed he was looking for a cafe that served hamburgers. She smiled and pointed to a restaurant across the street from the hotel. Hamburger cafe over there, she said. No, no, he replied in a tone that if translated might have meant, no, that's not what I'm saying. And is there anyone on this island who might possibly understand me? And this time, he repeated it more fervently. Es gibt ein Hamburger in der Kaffeekanne he made an even more pointed gesture toward his hotel room. Clearly, he did not want a cafe that served hamburgers, but he was still pointing toward his hotel room. Did his wife want some coffee with her hamburger? Wanting desperately to help this poor man, Linda said, ah, you need coffee for your coffee maker. Well, they went back and forth several more times with the man constantly explaining, es gibt ein Hamburger in der Kaffeekanne. This went on for another minute, and then the housekeeping supervisor walked by and joined in the conversation, and she suggested that they just go to his room. So Linda walked into the man's room and saw a perfectly normal hotel coffee maker, 
Well, that was until the man opened the lid of the water reservoir, revealing that someone had pushed a half-eaten McDonald's hamburger in there. Then the guest slowly repeated, Es gibt ein Hamburger in der Kaffeekanne, which they finally understood means there is a hamburger in the coffee pot. Justin Hunter had a different kind of communications problem, all in English, when he went to his local library to pick up something that was on hold for him. Justin was excited that the library had finished installation of a drive-up window. Now he could reserve books online and then drive up and have them handed to him, as if he was picking up a hamburger. He had a couple of books reserved, so he drove up to the window and pressed a button to alert the library staff he was there. A young man came to the window. Hello, Justin said. I have some reserves to pick up. He held out his library card to the guy. Did you call in advance? The guy said. No, you're supposed to call in advance if you want to use the drive-up window so we can have your items ready. And the man handed the library card back to Justin and then stood there just looking at him. He was clearly not going to get Justin's books for him. I was unaware of that policy, Justin said. Could you make an exception for me today? I'm sorry, the man said. I'm supposed to follow policy. There's a flyer inside, and an email was sent out for the proper procedure for using the drive-up. You have to call the number. And then he handed Justin a flyer with the information. Call this number on here, Justin said, pointing to the sheet. Yes. So Justin picked up his cell phone and dialed the number and the telephone right inside the drive-up window rang, and this young librarian picked up the phone. Hello, he said, staring directly at Justin. Hello, Justin said. My name is Justin Hunter, and I would like to use the drive-up window to pick up my library reserves. I will have them ready for you, the man said. Goodbye. Justin waited a few seconds, and then he pushed the drive-up bell again. Hello, he said to the librarian's unsmiling face. I'm here to pick up some reserves, and he handed over his card again. Justin got his reserves that day, and the next time he went to the drive-up window, there was a sign in red capital letters saying, all patrons must call 30 minutes before picking up reserves at drive-up. Well, a month later, Justin had another miscommunication with that same librarian. Justin wanted to renew a book he hadn't quite finished yet, so he went inside to the counter. And the same man told them he couldn't renew the book because it was from their most wanted category. Justin would have to check it back in, and the librarian would have to put it on the cart with the other most wanted books. So Justin checked the book in, followed the librarian over to the most wanted cart, picked the book back up again, and returned to the checkout counter. This is an egregious use of the most wanted section, the librarian said. I am a bad man said Justin back to him. I'm Amy Newmark. Thanks for listening to these stories from Chicken Soup for the Soul. Laughter is the best medicine. Now, do you have your own stories to share? Because if you do, check out the Submit Your Story section of our website to see what topics we're working on now. We are always looking for new writers to join the Chicken Soup for the Soul family. So go ahead and send in your stories and poems. If you want to read the other 100 stories in this very funny book, you can pick up or order a copy at Walmart, Target, Barnes & Noble, Books A Million, Amazon, Kroger, Meyer. 
Chapters Indigo, and wherever else you like to get your books. Come back next week for more Chicken Soup for the Soul inspiration, hope, and comfort as I share more stories from our best-selling books. Thank you.